Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. My next guest, I've said this many times, to me just defines what a great reporter is. Sam Cooper, globalnews.ca. And Sam has been reporting on the Cullen Commission in British Columbia for several years. He's been on this program uh, talking about it. We haven't had him on for a little while. Good to have him back. Sam, great to talk to, to uh, talk to you. How are you? I'm fine, Roy. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I want to remind people, your book is Willful Blindness, How a Network of Narcos, Tycoons, and CCP Agents Infiltrated the West. Willful Blindness, great book by Sam Cooper. All right, so you have a piece uh, on Global News Now, BCLC boss, warned execs of no bonuses if casino revenue targets not met. Man, that just, that rings all sorts of bells. So let me start, though, with this, Sam. What's the overview of Justice Austin Cullen's final report? said no evidence of political or personal corruption, but he does challenge the former B.C. liberal government. What is he saying? Yeah, that's right. Uh, the, the overview is uh, this was a very significant report. Uh, it cost about $15 million, so we hope that it got some good work done, and I believe it did. As you say, uh, Cullen found fault with senior elected BC officials going back, uh, namely the the former premier, Christy Clark, and the former gaming minister, Rich Coleman. And what he found was they were among the the officials that for years, starting in around 2010, were repeatedly warned by their subordinates that uh, this these massive cash transactions that looked like drug money were flooding into the casinos and uh, and nothing, essentially nothing was done. So Commissioner Cullen said from 2008 to 2015, all levels of government and those officials I just named, among many others, uh, really, you know, they, they are to be found at fault. But he said, as you as you indicated, he could not find corrupt motives. Uh, something that really w- w- was very powerful to me was for the first time I saw the figure that Commissioner Cullen put out. He said, and brace yourself for this. In 2014, the peak year of money laundering before finally the RCMP came in with a deep investigation in 2015, and I think scared everyone involved in casinos. Okay, so 2014, $1.2 billion in large cash transactions flooded into BC casinos. That means that single gamblers of over $10,000, that's a brick of cash essentially in their hand, that totaled up all those individual transactions, 1.2 billion. Cullen said that not all of them were suspicious, but many, if not most of uh, that volume of cash bore the indicators of criminal proceeds. Remember, a a big pushback for the casino industry for a long time was, well, you don't have proof this is crime cash. The the cops haven't proven this is drug money. Cullen said, get out of here with that argument. It's weak. This has all the indicators of criminal cash. So to me, that radically expanded the official estimates of how much money was laundered in BC in this Vancouver model that we've talked about, Roy. And uh, my estimate before was about $2 billion. I can say that now that it was a great conservative estimate, but I'm now expanding it higher. So uh, those were the, the headline findings for me. Yeah, he wasn't. The commissioner wasn't very impressed with the federal government's anti-money laundering approach, and he also did not spare the RCMP from criticism. Sam, he didn't. In a lot of ways, uh, you could almost argue that he went a little bit easier than he should have, in my view, on 
British Columbia officials and uh, executives in the industry, and he really slammed the RCMP and FinTrack. Some would say pretty rightly. I, I think FinTrack really got the biggest sting of all. Uh, Commissioner Cullen, if we read his words, he's saying that FinTrack's vast intelligence gathering in you know private financial details of Canadians and others is a waste. He's saying it almost never leads to prosecutions. Uh, it costs a lot of money, and it's just totally ineffective. Uh, you know, I'm sure FinTrack would have something to argue uh, back to that. Uh, they they will say they're really hand tied by privacy laws. They they're not an investigator; they're an intelligence unit. But the 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 bottom line here is this gave Cullen the uh, I would say the uh, the basis and the power to uh, advocate for a British Columbia intelligence and anti money laundering unit. That is. The, the province taking the power away from the federal government to investigate these very serious international investigations. And if you're following me, Roy, that could lead, I think, to some devil in the details types questions around constitutionality and uh, whether a provincial government you know, would ever have the capacity to say, investigate a crime coming from China, Iran, or Mexico, because those are all countries that uh, the people involved in the commission heard. Uh, those countries, high level cartels were the ones really at the root of the problem in the Vancouver model. Yeah, I, I noticed as well, noted as well, as did everyone following the case that Fred Pinnock, a former commander of the RCMP's illegal gaming task force, not impressed with that report, he told Global News, people need to go to jail for this. Well, that uh, Mr. Pinnock, uh, he was, he, he's worn this, uh, this hearing and what came before it uh, really on his heart and on his mind. And he's not alone. One of my main sources, Ross Alderson, I've heard briefly from him. He's in Australia now. Uh, his quote was, this is a whitewash. So the people that were deep inside uh, the bowels of the industry and believe they saw direct, uh, we're talking about the old school forms of corruption, that would be when people actually do get benefits. People on the inside of casinos, managers, politicians do have very close relationships with high level organized crime. Uh, uh, Roy, I can tell you, those are the exact same things I hear from my sources in intelligence and the RCMP and international law enforcement. So I would say that Pinnock, Alderson, some of the other whistleblowers, uh, they're right. They're, they, look, you cannot have $1.2 in cash come into BC casinos, most of it connected to crime, and there not be very deep and serious corruption. But uh, you know, Commissioner Cullen could only rule on the evidence that was put in front of him. And in their defense, they say, if we had 10 years to dig into this, we would have gotten, maybe we would have got to those really deep and dark places. We only had two years to fulfill our mandate. So, Sam, what's the takeaway? What, what, what happens now? What's the ultimate uh, result of the Cullen Commission and the, the report going to be, do you think? Well, now it's in front of uh, the, the British Columbia Attorney General, David Eby, and uh, he has 101 recommendations in front of him. I believe one that will be very impactful was uh, uh, Cullen's uh, recommendation for a BC anti-money laundering commissioner. This would be uh, an officer of the BC legislature independent. Uh, Cullen uh, really hammered the point that this, this uh, new commissioner cannot report to the government of the day they will be accountable to the people of British Columbia. And his supporting argument was for, uh, you know, up to a decade, maybe more, uh, the, uh, 
government after government has not understood or had the will to tackle money laundering. And uh, he said that needs to change today. So I believe that will be in, an impactful recommendation. I'm not, uh, again, the BC Provincial Anti-Money Laundering Unit, it's really a statement of a federal failure and uh, taking the power uh, within the province, but it really butts into a lot of problems when you can think that this transnational crime involved is involved in every province, most specifically Ontario and Quebec. And uh, you really do need a federal level uh, uh, investigator uh, that has good laws, on federal laws on their side to tackle this problem. And I, I don't think a province can do it even if Ottawa allows that unit to take flight. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.